Hi guys, and welcome to It's, it's Raining, Raining Chickens. Chickens. Um, I'm Angie, and I'm Logan. Yeah, and we are making this podcast just for funsies, where we talk about like random shit that we want to talk about. So I hope you guys enjoy. And yeah, I don't hope you enjoy. You have to enjoy. It's required. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so first I wanted to, like, introduce myself. Um, I'm Angie. I'm a college student, currently 19, and I go to the University of Texas at Austin, so hook em horns. And yeah, what about you? I'm Logan. I'm also a college student. I'm 18 because I'm not old. I am a college student. I already said that. But I go to Texas State University. Eat them up, cats. Yeah. So, um, we've been friends since high school. So, we are going to do this podcast. Just for friends. He's a little creative outlet. But, yeah. First, we wanted to talk about Taylor Swift. So, I don't know if you guys had to go through the ticket process. <laughs> but that was mad stressful. <laughs> Let me tell you. It was literally horrible. Because I got the pre-sale code, and I sent everything to Logan, because he was the one that had the money to buy it, right? And it was so fucking stupid, because this motherfucker, he had therapy at 10, and I had to work. So he was like, he turned his phone off, so obviously he lost our place in the queue. Girl, no, my phone wasn't off, my phone was on inside my pocket, and it like buzzed when I got in the queue. And I was like, hey, do you think I can take this? And my therapist was like, no. And I was like, damn. And I actually got in. Yeah, and then he got in another time and his phone died. And then he got in the third time and all the seats were being taken as he was clicking them. And I was like, how the fuck have we gotten in three different times and not once have we, have we gotten tickets? Until finally, like at 5, 6 p.m., I take over because he has to go work. No, I had to go to a oh, concert. A concert. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. It's time for me to go in there. Take over, and when I do it, it's gonna work well because I'm perfect. And I was right. Literally, I got in and I got tickets, uh, and all was good. I mean, we got like nosebleed seats or whatever, but at the same time, like we're it's gonna, gonna be good. Yeah. It's gonna be good. We're we're gonna we got in the door, which <laughs> I so a lot of people didn't. Yeah. To be fair, we were lucky because Houston has three shows. Yeah. So we had three times the opportunity to get a ticket in our city. So, like, the people with only one show, that shit was crazy. And I feel so bad because so many people don't even, won't even get to see her. Even, like, my roommate and his girlfriend, like, they tried for so long and they couldn't get anything. Exactly. And that's so crazy. And then he was like, oh, I'll just do the general admission. But the general admission sale didn't happen. They canceled it because it all sold on the pre-sale, which is crazy because how do you sell out all your tickets on the pre-sale? It's because they're stupid. They didn't even think about anything. They were like, let's just give everyone a code and not even think about how sick people you can get up to six tickets. That's so stupid. Like, no, yeah. I'd someone did the math and they were like, there's 52. Let me do the math right now. So there's there are 52 shows. Multiply that by a seating of each stadium of about 7,000 people. Yeah. That's 364,000 people. Now, they said about like I don't know, like fifty thousand people got pre-sale codes. Now multiply that by six. That's three hundred thousand already. I think it was more than fifty thousand. But they're like, I saw this TikTok and they're like doing the math and they're like, if every single person in the pre-sale bought six tickets, like one percent of people would have gotten tickets. Exactly. So I, it was literally crazy and dynamic pricing, Miss Girl. <laughs> Miss Girl, I love Taylor Swift, but I would not have paid out my ass for those tickets. No, girl, I'm happy with my little, what, $280 we spent on tickets. Yeah. I was like, I, thought, I was scared they were going to be more expensive. And then people were talking about how some of them were like up, upwards of $20,000. That's the most insane thing because the, Taylor Swift came out and said, guys, the tickets are going to be 49 to $449. Yeah. And I was like sweet that's like amazing like yeah. amazing and then Ticketmaster said <laughs> it's because she let them do dynamic pricing yeah. which is so stupid because that you lend yourself to really high <laughs> pricing on tickets and it 
that was it was just horrid. Like and now resale, they're going for like fifty thousand dollars. No, literally no. Why would you? That's a, that's a car. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a down payment on a house. That's a bassoon. What? That's a professional level bassoon. <laughs> It's just too much money. Like, only people who are rich can go to her concerts. Basically, it's classism. Girl. Hey, I'm not rich, and I'm going... <laughs> yeah, but we got pre-sales, <laughs> so you're really lucky. But yeah, and then we should talk about the Midnight's album. Midnight's great album. I rank it as my number three album of hers. It's amazing. I loved the experimental nature of it. I thought she popped off. I'm gonna be honest with you. When I first listened to it, I like the very first listen. I was like, it was really hard. I was so funny. We were like, what the fuck? Yes. Okay. Me and Logan listened to this album together because I, I was like, I cannot listen to this. Well, when we first started, I was really confused. You know, like I was like, where's this going? What are these weird sounds coming in and out? And I'm not huge on experimental music like that because it seemed really like. It, it it just wasn't working. It wasn't fitting the vibe that I was going for in my head. And then some of the music sounded really derivative of other stuff that she's done before. So I was like, like, it's boring and it's weird. So I wasn't enjoying it when I was first listening to it. I mean, I, like, I was. Like, the words were good. I was like, she's lyricist. Like, this is fantastic. But at the same time, like, this backing is just completely throwing me off. And then I listened to it a couple more times. Because I think we listened to it, like, three times that night. Yeah. And then, and then 3AM edition came out. Exactly. And we would listen to that one too. And by then I was starting to feel it. Because, you know, you, you listen to a song a couple times and you start to yeah. to like it. It was kind of jarring at first. Yeah. And then you were kind of like settled in. And you're like, oh, okay. This, yeah. that, this makes sense. Exactly. And so, like, I do like it. I, I like the album. I like it better than some of her other albums. But it's not in my top three. Like, <laughs> no. It is my number three album. No. It, it's... It's a pretty, it's a good album, but it's not one of her best, so. It's my mom's second favorite album. Really? Yeah. I, I really love it. I I like the deluxe tracks for, I like Would've, Could've, Should've, Great War. They're all less experimental. For me, like, I really like them, but I understand why they were included as deluxe tracks instead of the original album, because they don't really fit with the vibes of the rest of the album. Like, they're really good songs. Yeah. And I guess, like, Content-wise, they fit yeah. with the rest of the album, but musically, they don't. But I wonder if she had decided to put them in their lineup, if she would have changed it. But I'm kind of glad that she didn't, because I really like the, well, the the sameness, like the the comfortability that I feel when I listen to them, because it it's definitely more like old Taylor with new yeah. Taylor lyrics. But yeah, no, at first I was completely thrown off, because <laughs> I'm like a red girly, right? Yeah, and. There, it was. There were not a lot of red moments in that album. There, everything. There was a little bit of each album. I feel like, in most of the songs, but when I was first listening to it, I was like, "There, what, what is she doing? Like, is there gonna be a Taylor Swift album I don't like? This is scary. I was scared, <laughs> but it's all good. We were chilling. I was like, see, I'm a Reputation girly, yeah, and a Folklore Evermore girly, and Folklore Evermore girly. also. Lover's gone up there for me. Really? And to me, like, Midnight's felt like the culmination of those three little eras. Yeah. And so for me, it was, like, mm-hmm. happiness. Like, right there. It was, like, yeah. right in the middle of everything. It was, like, a little bit of, little, little, I, I do love folklore and evermore. Uh, Lover, I like lyrically, not so much sonically. Um, and then with Reputation... I, I like it. It's fun. Like, it's not in my top, but I, I do like it. I, it's higher up than Midnight and Lover, so it's, like, top five. Lover, for me, it's a great album, except for the singles, okay? Skip those every time, <laughs> but... Well, Lover's <laughs> a cute little single. Okay, Lover's okay, but not You Need to Calm Down and Me. No, me? Yeah. Uh, uh, I can listen to You Need to Calm Down. Yeah. But me? No. Skip every time. <laughs> I get so mad when I'm taking a shower and it comes on yeah. and I'm like, I can't skip it because I'm in the shower. <laughs> no, yeah. I feel bad because I understand why she was getting a lot of, like, hate or, like, people were like, I don't like this album. But at the same time, I feel like people were expecting 
her to stay in the same lane when Taylor Swift changes it up all the time. Literally like, every album is different. Yeah, the only time that she kept it like the same was Folklore and Evermore because they were sister albums. Yeah, but... So people, I think, were expecting another Folklore and Evermore. So a lot of people were heavily disappointed. So I just felt bad because I was like, well, guys, like you just got to give it a couple more listens because it's a good album. The, the lyrics are pretty great. You know, there's fun little tracks here and there. Some tracks are like, like you know, like they're not anything special, but like they're they're not bad. You know, you can't you can't expect everything to be like a no skips, ten out of ten album. So obviously, your most played song off of Midnight's is Maroon, based on your Spotify Wrapped. Oh yeah, guys! Spotify Wrapped came out, and my most played song on that album was Maroon, which I guess makes sense. My most played song off that album is Midnight Rain. Because I think it's so funky. Okay, I actually do love Midnight Rain. I feel like I got jump scared by that (laughs) The intro scared the shit out of me when it first came on. I was so confused. It just was like... And I was like, what the fuck is going on? It's because I listened to the album a lot when I shower. Mm -hmm. So I would put it on... And um, sometimes I wouldn't shuffle it, so this maroon would be one of the first. Oh, yeah, and then okay. I would also go out, and when I would pick it, maroon was one of the ones I picked. But I think it would, if that hadn't been the case, it would have been would have, could have, should have, because I listened to that song a lot. I think the order is kind of interesting for me, because again, mm-hmm. like you're on your own, kid leads into midnight rain, and that's like <laughs> the biggest jump scare of all time. That's what I'm saying. It's just such a shift. Like. I definitely think her best album ordering was Reputation. <laughs> Take out Look What You Made Me Do and it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I I think it was I think it was interesting. Honestly, I was really sad. This year my Spotify wrapped stats were a lot lower than last year's. Like my new artist, I think last year I listened to more than I did this year. And then genre wise it was also pretty low. Only twenty six. 27. I think part of it is you're settling into yourself as a person. I don't think it's that. I think it's... Well, this year I listened to a lot less music. Yeah. Just because there were periods... Busier. Busier. There were periods where I just didn't listen to music because I didn't want to, like, back in... Yeah. 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 So, and then also because I have the roommate. Yeah. And we share a dorm, which I'm not really used to, so I can't really just play music whenever I want to. Yeah. So, it's just a lot less music because I'm pretty sure last year I had a lot more minutes on me. And then I was in the top 0.5% of Taylor Swift listeners, which this year I was just... 2% last year. Yeah. And I had more than her this year. Yeah, Ah. he did. But I was in the top 1%. We were both top 1%. So (laughs) it doesn't matter. Next year, I'm getting back ahead. No. Next year, you're going to be stuck in that 1%, and I'm going to go back up to where I was. But yeah. That's a bet. No. When does it start calculating, actually? Does it start calculating on January 1st, or does it start calculating... On November 1st when the other one ends. I was thinking that it started now, like, that it had already started, because that would be, like, a year as well. Yeah. But I think it's interesting, and, I mean, as I, well, lately I've been listening to a lot of Lizzie, so yeah. Lizzie kind of took over my Spotify rap this year. That was crazy, your top tracks? Yeah, all four, four out of from five. from her album? If you guys haven't listened to Lizzie's Five Seconds Flat album, you guys totally should. Four out of five of her songs became the top five. Also, I'll say, if you are a bandy like myself and you love Jacob Collier, she's on Erase Me. Or, he's on Erase Me, yeah. Jacob yeah. Collier, bop, and he provides some good stuff to Erase Me. It's Yeah, it's a good song. And I that's what really got me into her. Because I remember, I think the first thing I, I saw from her was... It wasn't even a video by her. It was this, like, person making a music video for Hate to be Lame. Mm. And I was like, wow, this song is really good. Let me look it up. And then I put it on my Spotify. And then I was like, let me go try to listen to the album because I'm an album girl. I love listening to albums. So I went back and I looked for the album and I started it. And I was kind of bored. I was like, I don't really like this. And so I had Erase Me, mm. which is like... It's like four or five. Third, fourth track. And then I was like... This shit is good. I put that on my on my playlist because I have my uh, currently listening to playlist every few months. And so I had that on there. And I just started listening to her a lot. And then that became my top track 
of the year. I don't and get, my I don't... top track of all time. If any of you go with stats for Spotify, I check this all the time. And it went all the way to one. Actually, let's look at our stats for Spotify right now. Let's look at this. Because I am interested to see if any more shifts have happened. I just can't believe it, it went all the way up, and I only played it 115 times. Because I feel like other stuff has been played more. Oh, look, my all-too-well 10-minute version moved into the top 50. Of all time? Of all time. Wow. Yeah, look at it right there at 47. Look at Exile going down. Well, yeah, because all-too-well went all the way up. Ugh, it's Exile's still in the running, though. It's a good track. It is a good track. But... <gasps> Doja passed Imagine Dragons! Okay, guys, so a little context for Logan's stats for Spotify. His all-time artist used to be full of just white men. It was it was <laughs> atrocious. So um, we took it upon ourselves, me and some other friends, to diversify his music taste. Mostly me, because I spent a lot of time in his car, so I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play whatever I, the, the hell I want, and he has to get on that. I love the music she's introduced me to, though. Like, yeah. I'm really surprised nothing R&B showed up in my route because I listened to a lot of the stuff you introduced me to, and I don't know how it didn't show. How the fuck did rap show up in my Spotify <laughs> rap when no R&B did? Well, I didn't even get regular R&B on my top. Yeah, it but was like, hip hop. Well, yeah, and you got indie R&B, which yeah. is like Nicki. We got alt, more alt stuff. But like, I expected that kind of stuff to show up. But how the fuck did I get rap? <laughs> what rap do I listen to? I'll occasionally listen well, to Doja Megan Thee Stallion. Doja Cat. Is Doja Cat really rap? But she's she's considered rap. But she has rap a lot on her she's album. She's rap adjacent. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's rap adjacent. That's true. And then there's uh, Megan Thee Stallion that you listen to. Megan Thee Stallion is Nicki 100% Minaj. rap. Oh, okay. That's Nicki yeah, Minaj. you've been listening to some more rap. So, I okay, I don't listen to that much rap, so I didn't get him into them. But <laughs> I did get him into more R&B and just, like, more pop girlies. Like, a lot of it was just old, like, <laughs> what was it, like, emo kid. Oh, yeah, my top was... Panic at the Disco, Fall Out Boy, Imagine Dragons, 21 Pilots. Yeah, and then a bunch of the, the people, the cast of Hamilton. Oh, yeah, the entire cast of Hamilton was all up there. But there was it was very low on diversity, <laughs> let me tell you. And so finally, we got him into things. And so now he has more women at the top, you know? Miss Swift is still is up there. She's been up there. She's been up there for at least a year or two. Yeah, we, Olivia Rodrigo's up there now, Doja Cat. Demi. Demi Lovato. I'm not a huge Demi girl, but Logan loves Demi. <laughs> Ariana Grande's up there. Be a Badoobie. New one. Where is she? She's 13. Damn. She moved up. Damn. We started listening to Be a Badoobie literally like a month ago. I think you've been listening to me a little I listened to her a little bit more because of that playlist, but. Yeah. He had a playlist made by somebody and they had, it has like. One or, two. one or two Baby Doobie songs. So he's been listening to her for a little bit, but I didn't know it was enough to get you to 13. She wasn't on there until I started listening to her a lot more recently. Yeah. I started listening to her, like, just before the Taylor Swift thing came out, where, like, where her, who was playing her concerts. And then I started listening to her a lot after that. But it wasn't even because of the lineup. It was just, like, luck. So I'm so excited because I'm going to also get to see her. Mine has my top artist have has always been populated by women. Like, there's men too, but it's like a lot of women, and it's a lot more diverse than Logan's. We're still trying to kick down a couple of them. Pa- Panic at the Disco is needs still needs to be gone. I don't know how that happened because he showed up nowhere on my Spotify Wrapped. Not a single, not even a song in the top hundred. But it's just because you've been listening to him for so long. I listened to it, like Taylor Swift though, like because Panic at the Disco was number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when I started looking at it junior year when i started looking at this mm-hmm. and i became like i was a little bit of a taylor swift fan but i became like huge taylor swift fan after full corner of more like quarantine and stuff and yeah. so she like shot up there but <laughs> like lizzie yeah but panic like she easily overtook panic yeah but panic still has had such a strong even though i've been listening to olivia rodrigo a lot and olivia rodrigo is my number four she has, hasn't even come close it's because panic you listen to them for a long time remember cool. that because I, I made my Spotify account freshman year. Okay. Wow. I made mine like eighth grade. Well, I had two because I wanted to change the name because I was like, this is, <laughs> this is ugly. I started it freshman year. Yeah. And so panic was like a big thing for the first two, two and a half years of mm-hmm. high school. 
And then Taylor Swift's been like since, and Olivia Rodrigo's like, I'm actually surprised she is that high because Panic yeah. was for like two and a half years. Exactly. Taylor Swift, I listen to her like a lot in volume just because she has so much content. Yeah. Olivia Rodrigo has one album. And it's not even long. It's no. Like... So I am kind of surprised she's up in number four. Yeah. That's because I listen to her a lot. I need. I feel like Doja Cat should have been higher. I haven't. With her, I have very specific songs I like from her. Okay. So like I'll put her on the artist, but I'll skip a lot. Because, mm-hmm. like, she has a lot of remixes yeah. and stuff that I... I'm not a fan of remixes. That's true. I hate remixes. <laughs> and covers. Generally. Some covers are really good. Yeah. My favorite cover of all time is Taylor Swift's cover of Last Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Doja Cat... I listen to specific songs from her, so that's yeah. why she's not as high. That makes sense. I listen to her a lot, but... I For me, it was crazy, because... My top three have been pretty solidified for a minute. It was Taylor Swift, Little Mix, and Tori Kelly. And I used to listen to them a lot. So I got really into discographies and going back and listening to people's mm-hmm. albums. And so I did that with Taylor Swift. I went back through her entire discography when I found her music back on Spotify. I did that with Little Mix, and I did that with Tori. And I listened to a lot of Tori and a lot of Little Mix for a long time. And they were my top three solidified. They were not moving. Well, it was like a top five, really. It was Taylor Swift, Little Mix... Tori, Ariana, and then Zayn. And so there was this crazy upset one day. I checked, and Zayn took over Ariana. And I was like, that's crazy, because my top five has not shifted for (laughs) years. And then Lizzie overtook both of them. She was in the third, she was in the fourth spot. And then she overtook Tori, and that was that was crazy because I have only listened to Lizzie for a few months now. And I've been listening to these people for years. So that's just crazy to me. She really just completely demolished everything. Like, not even Gracie ever made it that far. And I listen to a lot of Gracie. She's still 12. Where's Gracie on my Gracie Altman? But yeah, I talk about this like it's some kind of like professional ranking. (laughs) (laughs) This is this is this is the FIFA of music. This is what I'm surprised about. Like Gracie's 23. You see Lizzie overtook Gracie for you too. You saw that? Yeah. Cause Lizzie like 36 to 20 she's 20 now gracie's been like 45 46 23 has been her peak yeah ed oh, sheeran's wow. moved down ed sheeran is also one of logan's all-time favorite artists i really like his songwriting no i agree i have i know a lot of people don't like ed and i feel like it's an unpopular opinion to like him and I don't listen to his music as much as I used to, but I do I do really appreciate his, his songwriting. I keep seeing a lot of TikToks, and they're like, if this person showed up at the top of your Spotify rap, like, this is how you are. And it was like, Taylor Swift, like, you're gay. Or mentally oh. ill. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm neither like, gay Some of my other top ones, Ill. it was like, anyway, but then it got to, like, Ed Sheeran, and it was like, you are, like, what's the word? You're terminally straight. And I was like, what? I feel so bad, because I feel like Ed kind of started getting hate out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. For a long time, people have been, like, kind of iffy about him, because his music gets really overplayed. Because he's he does the, the classic love songs, and yeah. those are popular always. I don't like a lot of his popular songs. Like, Shape of You makes me want to end it all. <laughs> <laughs> Shape Every of You, no. I hear it. But the, his, other, his other singles... Castle on a Hill, great. Great. Yes, I agree. I love Divide. I do too. Besides Shape of You. I was obsessed with Eraser, Nancy Mulligan. Galway Girl. Galway Girl. I was obsessed with Galway Girl when I was in... If you hear a train, please ignore. (laughs) (laughs) Barcelona? I was obsessed with Barcelona too. I thought it was so funny. Because, okay, I'm a soccer girl, okay? Let's take it back. Let's take it here, okay? My family, we're Hispanic, and... One of the prerequisites that they make you sign before you're born is you have to enjoy soccer. So, as I was coming out the womb, we decided that our team was going to be Barcelona. It had Messi. It also just had a really great lineup of players. I think Luis Suarez played for a long time. Um, It's always had a pretty good, strong lineup. And so I thought it was really funny being a Barcelona fan, listening to Barcelona the song. Like, it's not a city, but... (laughs) And so, yeah, but, no, yeah, I'm just, speaking of Barcelona, the World Cup is happening, which Barcelona does not play in, by the way, because (laughs) it is a city, it's not, it's not a country, Um, but 
you know, kind of pipelining off of Barcelona, I go for Argentina, my family does, because Cuba, which is where my family's from, never makes it to the World Cup, which is okay. I understand why. Cuba's thing is baseball. Cuba's thing is baseball. Definitely true. And um, the the one about fighting. Wrestling? Boxing? No, boxing. One of them. They have a lot of, they have a lot of decent mm. fighters in some sport, but... The Cuba, there's a Cuba soccer team. They just kind of suck because they don't have a lot of money. So a lot of other teams will pay players high prices and they'll get, they'll like nationalize citizens and make them play for them, which Cuba doesn't have the opportunity to, nor does it want to because Cuba doesn't care about professional sports that much. So we don't go for our own country, but we do go for Argentina because my brother was obsessed with Messi and... They've always had good people. I mean, they have Di Maria, too. And then they had Maradona. And my dad loved Maradona. He thought he was, like, so good. And then they had Messi. And they were, my dad was like, clearly, this is the best team. And it's really funny because my uncle goes for Brazil. And they're, like, notorious rivals. Yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, if anyone has been keeping up with the World Cup, Argentina, to the day that we're recording it right now, which is December 3rd, just won against Australia, so they're going to the quarterfinals, and I was so excited. We were sitting here watching with bated breath. Um, mind you, Logan doesn't watch soccer that much. There was literally me stressed and like excited. I was here like, oh yeah, they kicked the ball. <laughs> yeah, Logan was just like, whoa, that was a goal, and I was like crying, screaming, throwing up. And like freaking out, and I was like teaching him because he was like, "Oh, a flag, blue, blue, blue," and I'm like, "They do yellow cards." Yeah, my thing is baseball. Yeah, I'm a baseball girl. He's a baseball girly. He played baseball and everything, and I played soccer, so <laughs> we really stuck to our lanes. But we were looking at the at the bracket because I I didn't keep up too much with the last latter half of the group stages because by by then I was back back here in. Austin what at the beginning I, I watched it almost every single day um, when I was home because we have the sports channel I don't have one here <laughs> and it was crazy because we were so stressed Argentina was so close to not even making it like if they hadn't yeah. if they hadn't beat Mexico that second game or tied it it would have been it would have been over yeah because Saudi that that was such an upset <laughs> but we were looking at the bracket and then we were thinking it would be so much fun if Logan made his predictions because Logan doesn't watch soccer he only knows what I've told him so. all I know is that Argentina I want them to win now because Angelica <laughs> wants them to win yeah <laughs> so um, I hope none of you hate Argentina because that's awkward and I know France is good because they won the last one they did and they, they beat the, the curse which is if curse. you win, yeah. So the curse was if you win the FIFA World Cup, you lose in the group stage the next really? the next time. Yeah, but they definitely won. <laughs> and they got first in their group and everything, so they're they're all settled. But I know there's like some controversy, like because people were being racist or whatever, with France. With France. Four years ago, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, they there's they're always racist everywhere. <laughs> Okay, so I pulled up the bracket. Um, right now, as of right now, the only game, the only people that we see in the quarterfinals are Netherlands and Argentina because they're the the last ones who have played. And so, yeah, he's just going to go down. Okay. <clears throat> we got Japan versus Croatia. Now, okay. I'm going to go with Croatia. Oh, okay. Because... Croatia is European, oh, and so soccer is a European sport. <laughs> Japan has actually been playing pretty good this year. They got first in group, and my brother's going for, for Japan. If you guys don't know about the anime, Blue Lock, it's dropping this, it started dropping this year, and I'm watching with my brother, and so he's been obsessed with Japan. He bought the Japan jersey. That man doesn't even have an Argentina jersey. Wow. The last one that he had, he outgrew. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. I know Japan is pretty good soccer because yeah. Japan's two big sports are baseball and soccer. Yeah, but um, they were they were kind of lacking on their, um, what's it called, their forwards. You know what? No, I'm going to go with Japan because Croatia, they don't seem like they're good at anything. It's just Croatia. <laughs> Who the fuck talks about Croatia? <laughs> Probably someone. <laughs> okay, Brazil versus South Korea. Brazil, easy. Like, it's South Korea. Like, 
Yeah, plus we looked at a prediction and they predicted that Brazil was going to win Everyone's predicting Brazil going to win, which is stupid. France versus Poland. It's going to be France. They won 2018. Poland has a history of getting trampled by other nations. And they're not stacked. <laughs> Poland. Uh, let's look at World War II. Oh, wow. The Cold War. <laughs> Taking it all the way back. History lesson. <laughs> Poland just can't take any Ws, okay? True. England versus Senegal. I'm going to go with England. They seem pretty good. It's England. Yeah. They'll probably be cocky or whatever about it. <laughs> Morocco versus Spain. I'm going to go with Morocco. Okay. Based on vibes. Because I think Morocco's pretty cool. They're a pretty cool place. <laughs> and if they beat Spain, then they could be like, F you Spain, because Spain used to have them. Like, own them. Yeah. Portugal versus Switzerland. I'm going to have to go with Portugal. Switzerland is Switzerland. Like, yeah. They got that white flag. They're always surrendering. No, that's not Switzerland. France is oh, that. It's... That's France. Switzerland is the neutral country. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, neutral. They, like... they play both sides, but Switzerland's never, like, good at anything. Besides finances and chocolate. And cheese. Cheese? Yeah, Switzerland is actually known for their cheese. That's where you get Swiss cheese. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to go. Netherlands. Ned- Netherlands versus Argentina. I'm going to go Argentina. Okay. Because... I think I want them to win. <laughs> Japan versus Brazil. I think Brazil is going to take it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> France versus England. Obviously France. Morocco versus Portugal. I'm going to go with Morocco. I've got my heart set on them. <laughs> Morocco, the underdog of the century. <laughs> i got my heart set on them. Argentina versus Brazil. I think Argentina's got it. They Watching that one game that I just watched... <laughs> They seem pretty good. He hasn't even watched Neymar football yet. He He's purely going off the one game he's watched. I also watched Germany versus Spain, okay? Okay, but still no Brazil. Okay, uh, France versus Morocco. I'm going to have to give it to France. I want Morocco to win, but it's not going to happen. What do you mean? Morocco's the underdog of the century. They're going to win based off luck. It's just... As you said, France is stacked. France is stacked. But soccer, the interesting thing about soccer is sometimes Saudi Arabia can beat Argentina. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess. I still think Morocco's going to beat France. Or maybe, no. Morocco has the territorial advantage. Because okay. equi- like latitude-wise, it's about the same as Qatar. And France is, like, higher. So like, so they're gonna be dying. They're gonna be Morocco is more used to the environmental conditions. They're okay. more used to a, to a sandier climate. Okay. To a, like the, the inhalants and the heat and everything. Morocco's got this. Okay. So the the World Cup finals is gonna be Argentina <laughs> versus Morocco. Morocco. <laughs> Argentina's gonna take it. <laughs> Actually, my prediction is Morocco's got it in the bag. Morocco's taking it all the way to the finals and through, and it'll be. So the third first... place game would be between France and Brazil, and I think France got that. That's crazy. Brazil and Argentina. If that happens, that's gonna be crazy. <laughs> People are gonna turn up because that's that the Copa America foes was yeah yeah Argentina versus Brazil. Argentina did take it, but it's up to any like it's in the air because right now. Brazil has Neymar. Brazil is a, is a really good team, too. They, they're pretty stacked. And Argentina has Messi, Di Maria. They have the, the new one, Alvarez, who's been scoring a shit ton. He, his, his goal looked pretty cool. Yeah, no, he... My young my, my brother called it Young Promise. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll see where this goes. I'm kind of excited kind of nervous. But at the end of the day, like, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> if anyone loses, I guess it's not a real personal attack on me. <laughs> No, if Argentina loses, it's a personal attack on Angelica. They went I, up and said, fuck you, Angelica. I lose all my money that I spent gambling <laughs> on Argentina. No, but I, I would understand if Brazil took it or if France again. That would be crazy. Two years in a row. But four, let's, oh, two cups in a row. That's four I years always ago. say years, but that's what I meant. Yeah. But no, yeah, that would be crazy. I'm kind of stressed. All I know about soccer is kickball. Getting the goal. And apparently you can tie. I learned that a couple weeks ago. Angelica taught me. You oh, can yeah. tie, and it's, like, really cool because it like, one point, and then, like, a win is two points, and that's crazy. Because during the group stages, you're allowed to tie. He was so stressed. He was like, how did you? How did they play 90 minutes and no one scored a goal? 
Girl, imagine like you're playing the game and you've been running for 90 minutes and nothing happened. That happens. Like I would I would be if I was them, I would be so like I would hate myself and be like, "Bro, I literally just spent 90 minutes of my life trying so hard to get one goal." Like I get like a 1-1 one, one tie game, like that's pretty yeah. cool, but like a 0-0, zero, zero, come on. <laughs> it's hard. People People have good defenses or equally matched offenses. And I was like, everyone was so excited that the U.S. tied England. And I was like, bruh. <laughs> they were like, like, USA for the win. And I was like, guys, they tied. Like, it's I people it's their- the spiritual win that counts. You know what I mean? The, I, I saw the TikToks and it was like, how did the U.S. win by tying? <laughs> everyone was like, like, I saw a bunch of people posting on their Instagram stories and they were like, yeah, it's called soccer. And I was like, girl, we didn't even win. <laughs> It's because, okay, U.S. has ne- has been notoriously pretty, like, lackluster. Yeah. And they put up a pretty good fight against England. You know, 0-0 zero, zero game, but decent fight across across the board. Against England, too, and I know England's pretty good. England's pretty good, yeah. Because um, that's, like, their, that's their sport. Of course. So they, if they're not good, that's kind of <laughs> depressing. <laughs> but luckily, um, we're out of group stages, so no more tie games. Okay. It goes straight to penalties. Penalties. And then... That's stressful. <laughs> I want to see one just to understand. A tie game. Yeah. They're they're if you're if you're invested, those are stressful. <laughs> you're sitting there and you're hoping, praying, and then you see you're someone misses, there. and you're like, no. <gasps> exactly. You never know because penalties are so much closer, and it's just you and the goalie. So the. Ooh. Yeah, it's just you and the goalie, and the goalie. Bro, imagine being the goalie and you fuck up, and you're like... Well, it happens a lot. That'd be so stressful as a goalie. Like, I feel like it'd be more stressful to be the goalie That's than what I'm kicker. saying. You're at a big disadvantage being goalie. Because there's a lot more places that you can kick to. Yeah. But, yeah, I no. think soccer goals are pretty big. Yeah, they, they are pretty big. Yeah, typically, tall people play goalie position. Unless you're, like, the Mexico goalie. He's short, but he's good. He just... He got hops. <laughs> what are you playing the wrong sport <laughs> take him take him to the court girl no basketball is boring I, okay I love basketball I don't think that I think yours is an unpopular opinion I think basketball like everyone says soccer is boring to watch yeah cause people hate low scoring games and like I get that but also soccer is a lot more fun okay in essence soccer and basketball are very similar no. <laughs> I would say, in essence, they're very similar. You run across a playing field. That's how you... That's most sports. Trying to score goals. That's more... One's just sport. with your hands and one's with your feet. That's literally most sports. No. Yes. Football's the same. Okay. <laughs> to me, basketball and soccer are, in essence, pretty much the same thing. It's because to you, you're basketball going off of evolved ba- baseball, from which is soccer. the most different. Baseball is the most different. Basketball sport. evolved from soccer. Did it? Yes. Um, it was this guy in Canada at like the YMCA. He was trying to figure out a new game for his kids to play, so he like hung peach baskets on the thing, yeah. and they like used a soccer ball and they like threw it into the peach baskets on either side of the gym. <laughs> so it, it like evolved from soccer. So that's why I'm thinking like they're pretty much the same game because basketball. Mm-hmm came from soccer it's just there's a the thing about people saying soccer is boring is it's purely because they don't listen to the fucking telemundo commentators okay those people they have so much passion it really changes the game i've always listened to them in spanish like there has never been a moment where i listen to them in english English, they were just like it's boring yeah uh yeah it's like it's like you're watching golf like this is horrible. Oh, golf is so boring. Exactly. Yeah. It's so boring. It, my brother says he falls asleep to it. <laughs> when Not golf, but the English commentator. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's why you think it's boring. It's, it's low scoring. It doesn't seem exciting. But I think it's. I think that's what makes it more exciting because goals are just so much bigger. You yeah, because it's low scoring, so each point is like yeah. worth so much more investment. Exactly. And- Effort and so it's it's crazy when someone scores. It's like so exciting. Was there a game that was like seven zero? Yeah, there, there's been a lot of games. There's like one that. like this year that everyone's gone crazy about. It was like against Colombia, I think. 
I don't know. It was either Argentina against Colombia? No, Peru. No. Or Mexico against Colombia? No. Well, you're talking about during the World Cup? Yeah. No, no, no. Colombia was not in the same oh. group as them at all. Oh. <laughs> no. Where was Colombia? Colombia was in a different group entirely. I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw it's like someone beat Colombia like 7-0. to zero. Um, Wait, here. I can pull up the, the stats, the matches. Let's see. Colombia was in some group that I don't know. But I don't know. I don't remember there being a seven-zero game. A lot of tie games. But Colombia wasn't even in the World Cup. Oh yeah, I didn't think I heard anything about it. <laughs> I thought I saw something that was like, damn, these guys got beat seven to zero. No, I know Cuba's gotten beat seven-zero by uh, Canada, or was U.S. one of them. But no, yeah, soccer you can get a, a lot of points, but it's typically very low scoring. Canada, There's no inflated points like with football. Canada took such an L. <laughs> they really did. <laughs> that was really sad. That was sad to see. Cause like baseball, baseball also isn't very high scoring. You just have a lot. It's no. a lot longer. It's a lot longer. Yeah, it's not as high scoring. Yeah. And but when fo- people do score, they generally score a few points in one go. That's true, because they, they load up the bases. Yeah. Um, with football, it's high scoring, but it's you, also inflated. Yeah, no, it's like six points if you get it to the other side. And I don't then think three it should be if it's a kick. I don't think it should be that way. It should be like one for a kick, and then like three if you get a touchdown. Yeah, well, they, they differentiate things. It's it's stupid, but it is, it's a high scoring game because it's inflated, so... Yeah. And then basketball is a high-scoring game. It's inflated and it's quick. Well, and also they the court's so small. Yeah. Like, it's easy to score quickly. Yeah. Which I think is what makes baskets... Baskets are a little less exciting for me. But I do like watching basketball. I do think it's a fun sport. I don't know why you hate it. I just... I also... Okay. Like, sounds are, like, squeaking and scrubbing give me nausea, so hearing <laughs> is, like, like, it makes me nauseous. It makes me physically nauseous. I guess that makes sense. I feel like, okay, that that makes a lot more sense. Because I was like, basketball's fun to watch. Like, even if you didn't have commentary, it's just back and forth. Especially if you, like, invest in the teams, which I don't fully, my brother invests in them more. But he, like, he, like, catches me up on everything that's happening. I definitely think college basketball is more fun than professional. Because in professionals, they're all, like self-inflated like jerks like they're not more they're they're more solo players than team players you know yeah. what I mean but in college they're all team players mm-hmm. like cause in, in the NBA they're there for the paycheck yeah but in college they're there to play the game and to be good team players so I prefer watching college mm-hmm. that makes cause... sense I think it would be fun to see the, the the hidden talent the hidden potential you know cause all of these NBA players came from somewhere. Yeah. You know? Same thing with soccer players. Messi started, I think, when he was really young. 16 or something like that. And, you know, you see these kids and they're, like, killing it. And then they go on to do these crazy, crazy things. Or sometimes they don't do anything. Like, sometimes you recruit someone who you think is going to be really good. And they just... They don't... They don't do anything. And you're like, what happened to everything that you were going to give me here? But... You know, it is what it is. Speaking of kids. And Hispanic people. Uh, Logan <laughs> was talking about Disney Plus and the new um, Rick Riordan. Percy Jackson. Jackson show. Okay, let me tell you about this show. I am so excited for this Percy Jackson show because Rick Riordan's headlining it. Mm-hmm. The movies were ass. Okay, okay, whoa, whoa. The movies, I think they were fun, but they were not like the books. Which I think was the big the big thing. For me, if you're gonna make an adaptation of a book, you need to make it like the book. Yeah. Like, if they're standalone films, I guess they're good. Well, no, I feel the same way, because that's why I don't watch the Shadowhunter show. Yeah. But, so, I hated the movies. Mm-hmm. But this series, Rick Riordan's headlining it, it looks like it's gonna be very book accurate. Yeah. And if he makes changes, like he said, like, that's him going back and revising stuff for his own work. Because he's developed as a writer. Yeah. He's developed as a person. So if he said, like, if he's making changes... It's because that's how him now would have written the story, which I think is cool. Yeah. A lot of the casting decisions have been great. Like, they're casting for Percy, Annabeth, Grover. Mm-hmm. Love it. Like, they've made a good, great at good decisions. 
Why the fuck is Lin-Manuel Miranda cast as Hermes? Bro. This makes me so angry. I saw that shit and I was like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) what do you mean? Like, this man has such a hold on Disney. I'm excited. I think it's funny. Honestly, if I were Lin, I would be doing the same thing. (laughs) Going into every, every... Put it my foot in every door. I don't know how this man has such a hold on Disney because he was on the Moana, like he wrote the Moana soundtrack. Well, uh, yeah. Hamilton is on Disney Plus now. Sure. Um, he was in. He did some other stuff with Disney. What was it? I don't. Oh, he was uh the Encanto. Encanto, like, oh yeah, because he was gonna voice Bruno. He was gonna. Vo- I think okay. <laughs> I, he does have a lot of self-insert characters, but I do think he would have done, done well as Bruno. I think he would have. I yeah. like who they chose for Bruno, but... Yeah. I don't think I don't think if he had been Bruno, it would have been disgusting. I just... Yeah. Like... <laughs> as, a, as a fan of Lin-Manuel Miranda... I like Lin- Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. As a songwriter, as a storyteller, I don't think he's got acting chops. I haven't seen him act. I've really. seen him act in Hamilton. Well, in Hamilton, it's different. I feel like stage acting is always very different. I just, too. I'm scared. I, I am scared for how that will translate because stage acting and um, TV acting are very different. And for him, like stage acting, he's not really a stage actor. It's just he was the songwriter and he intentionally wrote that role for himself because he wrote the musical, yeah. and so he wrote that role for himself, knowing that it would be him playing it. Yeah. So, and he hasn't played. He, that's the only thing he's acted in. I'm kind of scared for the acting because I feel like acting has gone to a big wayside. On like yeah. it's like it's basically disregarded in terms of modern shows. Yeah. Like I am very picky though. I I do have to say I I I feel like I'm far pickier than the normal viewer, <laughs> and there are certain shows I can't watch because the acting just drives me insane. So like, if his acting isn't good, if it's if because it, okay, have you watched the Wednesday show? I watched the first episode. Okay, do you know the girl who plays the siren? The girl with the really bright blue eyes? Yeah. So, I hate the way she acts. Really? Nothing on her. Like, she's great. She's beautiful. The eyes are killing me. Like, they're, like, piercing into my soul. But she is very robotic. Mm-hmm. And when she started acting, me and my sister turned to each other and were like, how did she get on? Like, most of the acting is pretty mid, yeah. you know? It's nothing special. But the writing covers up a lot of that, which is another problem. A lot of shows have pretty shit writing because it's so few episodes yeah but they did it it was well paced well directed tim burton directed it tim but, burton oh. but she she just wasn't good for me i i didn't like her she was really stoic and i'm scared that that lack of emotion might be present there or it might be over exaggerated yeah. you know like very like obviously you can tell he's acting which i don't like i don't like to be able to know that you're acting i want to feel like this is a real moment yeah the thing i i'm kind of okay with like hermes he's not gonna be a big character in the yeah show. Because, like, the gods don't really show up in the Percy Jackson books. Mm-hmm. It's just, I feel like when I do see him on screen, I'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm excited for Dionysus. Who's playing Dionysus? It's this actor, he was in The Good Place, the guy who played the the boyfriend of Janet that she created. Oh, he's a perfect casting for Dionysus. He, he's literally, it's, it's that just... That is perfect casting. I'm saying, it's like, beautiful. Rick Riordan has been making phenomenal casting decisions. I was just like, what the fuck did he do with Lin-Manuel Miranda? I, I, <laughs> we, like, all have to, we have to think that maybe there's for a reason. Also, a bunch of people are saying that they want um, Apollo, which probably won't ever happen, but a bunch of people are saying that they want Apollo to be played by Young Gravy. <laughs> I Honestly, I can see it. I feel like that would I be... can see it. But also, like, <laughs> no, I do think I think that would be fantastic. I think it would be so funny. <laughs> Honestly, it's just hilarious to me how how young Gravy has been ingrained in every single aspect of modern of modern day he like, like blew media. Up, like, he did. Recently. He was with Addison Ray's mom. Yeah, he was there in the Try Guys drama. <laughs> <laughs> He's, would, he's everywhere. I can't go anywhere without seeing Young Gravy. He's infiltrated every aspect of modern society. He's gonna. You're gonna see him on billboards, all over newspapers, like going all the way back. You're gonna. You listen to him on the on vinyls. I'm just tired of hearing him. Never take L no more. <laughs> can't take a damn thing slow. I got that. 
that song made me visibly mad because Never Gonna Give You Up is one of my favorite songs of all time. Fun fact, Never Gonna Give You Up, number 30 on my Spotify rap. Fun fact, Logan rickrolls himself on the daily. <laughs> like, a, I unironically love that song. That's, that is valid. Um, and so I listen to it a lot and I, I got mad when he sampled it because I didn't really appreciate it. But then I listened to it kind of more and I was like, it's not that bad. Yeah, I do remember you hating it avidly. Like, every time it would come on, he would, like, crash his car. And <laughs> <laughs> be like, Logan, you don't have enough car insurance for this. But yeah, no, Young Gravy. Everyone says he would make a good Apollo. I think he would make a good Apollo. Just from the way Apollo's written in Rick Rowan's yeah. books. It's just... Um, I don't think that would happen, though. No, and honestly, like, if they decide, because Apollo does have his own spinoff series, I wouldn't want him leading a no. series either. No. So, I... I think it would be funny, but I, I do think there's probably a lot more opportunities. I do, I do hope they get good actors. I'm really scared because, like I said, very picky on my acting. I wasn't a huge fan of the reboot of the that one karate movie. Karate, karate Kid? The, 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 the Cobra Kai? Cobra Kai. I hated the acting. I couldn't sit there. I couldn't watch it. No, it's, and so, it's really hard to watch. Yeah, and so I'm kind of scared that because they're young actors. Yeah. If it's not well written enough then it might not it might not cover up the... I feel like the fact that Rick Jordan is writing the script is going to help a lot because he understands children. Well, yeah. He... Well, kind of not just also book writers to screenwriters is it's It different. is it is very different, but like he's having screenwriters help him. Yeah. I guess not just him, but I feel like he understands the audience of children like he has his own children. And the reason he wrote Percy Jackson in the first place was like stories for his kids. Well, he was, I mean, he was a teacher for a long time. Yeah, so I feel like he understands the audience. So if he's there helping the screenwriters, I feel like he'll give good lines. Yeah, and but it's not It's not even about, like, lines. It's about pacing. Yeah, it's pacing about, delivery, yeah. I'm just, I. that's what I'm scared of. Because you never know with the new show. I'm really excited for it. Like, I was really excited for the Wednesday show and then the mass disappointment on certain aspects. But I still love it. Like, Wednesday show is one of my top shows this year. I, I do, I really did appreciate it. And I hope that they get a second season. But, you know, I just don't want to get too excited either because what if it's really bad? Which I don't think it will be. But you never know because things always go wrong. I'm so excited. Speaking of acting. Okay. Can we talk about why we we need to go back to the old days when we had, like... Just specific... coming from a white man, ladies okay. and gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> when we had, like, specific voice actors. Like, voice actors... Mm-hmm. Should be voice actors, not like big name actors yeah. who are being voice actors. I am so angry with the casting of Chris Pratt as Mario in the Mario Bros. movie because you're watching those trailers and it's like it's like pretty good. Like Jack Black as Bowser, mm-hmm. like even though Jack Black's like a big name actor, he does a good Bowser. Like it's it sounds like Jack Black, but it it sounds like Jack Black playing Bowser. You know, like mm-hmm. that's what I would expect from Jack Black playing Bowser. Luigi, like Charlie Day playing Luigi, like that's what I would expect. Anya Taylor Joy as Peach, like. It's all these things where it's like, yeah, they're big actors, but at least they're like, not you just, just Why do Chris, you just hate Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt, you listen to this Mario trailer, and it's literally just Chris Pratt. Like, all these other ones, like, yeah, they're kind of, they're at least kind of changing their voice. So it's like, yeah, I can tell it's Anya Taylor-Joy, mm-hmm. but I can tell that it's Anya Taylor-Joy trying to sound like Peach. But Chris Pratt just sounds like Chris Pratt. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a purist. I'm not a purist on certain adaptations like book to movie adaptation depends on the book and exactly how they change it but with properties like this where it's like it it doesn't really matter to me like i don't really care that chris pratt was casted and i love mario i've been i've been a mario girl for my whole life but i don't care i think i think it'll be fine so long as the movie is good just i just because... if he was a little bit better voice acting did you hear some of those like iconic lines that he said in the trailers where he yeah. was like like the normal like mario like like that normal mark he goes wahoo and i'm like okay well i don't even mind it honestly i i don't know with that i am a lot less picky i do agree with you i just think that like we shouldn't stop we should stop getting like these big name actors or not even actors sometimes it's just people that are like big name people yeah we just stop getting to do voice acting because voice acting in and of itself is a talent and it is a feel and i feel like it's dying just because we're all like, oh, a big name, we can get big names to do it, and then they'll buy yeah. it. like they'll go see our movie. You know, it's really interesting actually, because I feel like l- like lately in today's society, movie stars are kind of dying. Like, yeah. you, there's very few times where you go to a to a place just to see a movie because it has a star in it. Like, it yeah. happens. Like, don't worry, darling, and stuff like that. But 
a lot of the time it's franchises, you know, like oh yeah, the draw. It's the, IPs now. Yeah, the draw isn't movie stars anymore, and it feels like it's kind of shifting that way to voice acting, where like you go to a movie because the voice actors are famous, or like they're that's why they're cast. Yeah, I just I wish that we could, went back to the old days where we had like voice actors were voice actors. There's some really great voice actors like. What's his name that voices, um, uh, Ham or Rex in Toy Story? Let me pull up. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I feel like, I feel like voice acting should be its own thing, you know? Like, it's not, I don't think that casting someone famous necessarily is a bad thing, but I do think there should be more opportunities to cast someone who isn't famous. Because, you know, voice acting there's a lot of people who know how to do it a lot of people who are really talented at it and i feel like using big names all the time it just yeah. kind of takes away from everything you know you you just don't give people opportunities and and there's different takes that people can do and sometimes they you cast the voice actor just for them to play themselves yeah. basically like john ratzenberger he was really big in the early days of Pits, like pixar mm-hmm. he played a character in every pittsburgh Pit- pittsburgh pixar movie because he was in Toy Story, he played Ham, he played Mac in Cars, he was in Ratatouille, A Bug's Life. Really great voice actor. Um, but I just feel like we don't have those same like levels of, like, this is a really great voice actor. It's more like, this is a really great actor, yeah. and we're going to use their voice with this animated film. No, yeah, I, I definitely understand, I, I and I agree. I think voice acting is an art and a lot of times these actors are just playing themselves they're just literally it's just their voice i mean even like you said peach sounds like anya taylor joy doing peach but it's still you can still it's still her like it's still her and that's fine i i don't personally mind that but at the same time i do wish there were more opportunities for people to change it up because yeah it's it's everyone all the same people all the time chris pratt is in everything all the, he's in Jurassic World. Okay, I also do kind of hate Chris Pratt. He's not a good person. That's part of my thing where yeah. I'm like, okay. I don't, I don't mind his casting, but I, I do, ag- I do agree. You know, problematic things with that church and everything. He is in everything. Jurassic World, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, which I did love him in. The, he's a great actor. He is fantastic. I will say he's a fantastic actor. The whole controversy thing did really change his trajectory, though. I feel like a lot of people started to hate him after that, which I understand because. N- obviously like if you're in a homophobic church like (laughs) nobody's gonna love you (laughs) Um, but yeah no definitely after that everything he does is a little clouded now i just the lego movie he was pretty good in the lego movie i will say that yeah and i I think it's definitely i think a lot of it does stem from the fact that in that in those moments when you were watching those movies you liked him i guess yeah because now, now that you have a solid image of him, everything is going to be solid by that. Like, it's, you're just always going to look at these situations in different light. And you're going to look back and think of it in such a positive light. Because, oh my god, he was so good in this. But also, you liked him then. So you yeah. you didn't mind that he was in it. But, I don't know. I mean, it, I feel like... You don't have to be the bad guy anymore. That's from the Lego movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of nervous, always excited. At least with movies and movie stars being in them, I don't have to worry about acting. Yeah. Sometimes when they do get famous names, like when Bad Bunny was in that one weird bullet train movie. Oh, yeah. You know, or Harry Styles and Don't Worry Okay, yeah, that's okay. I don't like, like, (laughs) just celebrities being actors. Like, not everybody can act. Well, it's just that, it's just that pipeline you get to a certain level of of celebrity where you want to try everything you're bored of doing the same thing Taylor Swift has been in movies and then actors try to do music and I yeah. feel like it's it's always gonna happen like a good example is The Rock The Rock's a pretty good actor but also the first time I ever saw him like acting I was like it was in Moana that was the first time I ever saw him like a voice acting or acting yeah. and I was like what the fuck you mean The Rock <laughs> <laughs> and then we slowly become adjusted to him, but he, he's a pretty decent actor. He's not bad. Well, The Rock always just is The Rock. Like, yeah. he just, it's, he's not, there's no, there's no dynamic there. It's, you it's know? The like, Rock. Yeah. If you're, if you're watching a movie with The Rock, be ready to watch The Rock <laughs> for an hour and a half to two hours. Like, like I haven't like, seen Black Adam yet, but I know it's just going to be The Rock we as should, a superhero. We should go see that. Because I, I kind of want to see it. Apparently it has a really low critic score. And a really high yeah. audience score. <laughs> I, I just know it's going to be like two hours of just The Rock 
being the rock. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, I'm kind of excited, kind of nervous as with everything. Yeah. All of the things we talked about, Taylor Swift, sports. Oh, so excited for her. We're going to give a countdown right now um, for a Taylor Swift concert. Yeah. Let's hold my app. I don't have the premium version of this app, so it's probably going to give an ad. Give me a second. <laughs> Look, there we go. And give me an ad. Austin Emergency Center. <laughs> Four months, 20 days, one hour, 45 minutes, and 15 seconds. Until we see Taylor Swift. But not until you guys hear from us again. But yeah, it's been great. I'm glad that you guys tuned in, whoever did tune in. (laughs) Thanks for listening to us rant for an hour about random stuff. And I hope to see you next time. Um, This has been It's It's Raining Raining Chickens. chickens. (laughs) And we'll see you next time. Peace and love, homies.